This week's episode is sponsored by my latest books, Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Each book has over 15 tales of terror waiting for you. Both are available on Amazon. Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 1 is completely free for everyone. Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 2 is just 99 cents, or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Just go to Amazon.com and search for Blood Tingling Tales, or go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. In the dark. I live all alone in a creepy old house. At one time it was likely a vibrant, welcoming place. Nowadays it's covered with tattered, weathered, worn wood and gives off an ominous vibe. My postman told me he hates when I have packages too large for the mailbox because he gets chills walking up to the porch. It's a two-story house and it's much larger than I need, but the rent is next to nothing, mainly due to all the deficiencies the house has, such as the fact that the second floor has no electricity. But that's fine with me. The first floor is ample for my needs. I'm a derrick operator for an oil company. I basically drill holes into the earth for oil and gas wells. I work a lot. I'm hardly ever home. I just needed a place to rest my head at night and be able to relax on those rare occasions when I got some time off. For my needs, this place was perfect. But I'll admit that it was sometimes spooky living there. One night shortly after I got home from work, a massive storm hit and knocked out the electricity. I was ill-prepared for the power outage. I only had one flashlight and the batteries were low. It only worked for a few minutes before the beam of light trickled down to a useless shade of amber. I was in the dark. This would have been fine if I were going to bed, but I was starving and had to have some dinner, so I felt my way to the kitchen. The house was unusually dark without electricity and the monstrous black storm clouds outside were shielding any moonlight. I couldn't see a damn thing. I had left my cell phone in my truck and I wasn't about to get drenched outside just to get it to use as a source of light. I halfway thought I had some candles in one of the kitchen drawers, so I found my way to a few drawers, opened them, and tried to guess what I was feeling within. Nothing felt like wax, or matches, or a lighter. 
but I did feel the unmistakable shape of my old digital camera. I hadn't used that thing in years. I was doubtful the batteries would still be holding a charge, but I was pleasantly surprised when I pressed the picture button down and a flash illuminated the kitchen for half a second. This would work well enough for me to make a sandwich and find a bag of potato chips in the pantry. Every few seconds I would take a picture and let the flash of the camera guide me. It took longer than usual, but I was able to sit down and eat enough to satisfy my appetite. At the tail end of my meal, a blinding burst of light managed to creep through the dark clouds and briefly brighten the living room through the large bay window. I was startled by what I saw. The one-second lightning flash appeared to have revealed the silhouette of a person standing in the living room. I guessed my eyes were playing tricks on me, but I still instinctively called out, Hello? There was no reply. I held up my trusty old digital camera, pointed it at the living room, and clicked the button. The flash wasn't as strong as the lightning, but it was enough for me to confirm that there was indeed a figure in the living room. Who the hell is that? I stood up and started to charge toward the figure, but ran into a chair and tumbled to the cold kitchen floor. While I was down, I could have sworn that I heard the pitter-patter of bare feet taking steps through the living room. It was hard to be sure due to the howling winds, relentless rain, and constant rolling thunder, but that was sure what it sounded like. I held up the camera and snapped another picture. There it was again, but this time it was in a different spot. I was still in the living room, but it had moved closer to me. I scrambled to my feet and snapped off another picture. It was closer yet. I couldn't make out any details of whatever this was. It was just a dark, human-like shadow. It had no features. I snapped another picture. It was closer. This time I recognized that it had long hair, giving me the impression that it was female. Who are you? What do you want? I snapped another picture. It was closer. It was moving toward me. At this point I felt like I had to make a choice. Fight or flight. I chose fight and let out a battle cry as I ran through the dark in the direction that I last saw the shadow figure. As I reached the area I expected to encounter it, I felt a sharp blow on my head and collapsed to the floor, unconscious. I woke up the next morning. The sun was shining in through the bay window and I could see the blue sky outside. The overhead light in the living room was shining, so the electricity was back on. My head was throbbing. I reached up and rubbed my forehead. I could feel a welt. When I checked my fingers, there was a little bit of blood on my fingertips, but nothing substantial. As I got to my feet, I startled when I saw a figure in front of me. It was my own reflection as I stared into the broken stand-up mirror before me. 
I must have run into it last night and knocked myself out. Was it my own reflection I was seeing in the mirror the previous evening? Most people I tell my experience to suspect that it was. I downloaded all of the pictures from my old digital camera that I took that night in hopes that perhaps there would be evidence of the shadow that was stalking me. There was no shadow, but there was a strange glare in every single picture where the shadow stood. Skeptics would write it off as the flash bouncing off of the very mirror that they believed created the shadow I encountered. But I'm sure they're wrong. Deep down, I know that there was something else with me. In the dark. If you like what you're hearing, Please, consider contributing. Any amount helps. Recurring monthly contributions are best of all. Just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash support. Distant drums. In the distance, what we saw was a hazy vapor moving toward us. All was silent with the exception of the sound of distant drums. War drums. They were deep, bellowing. They shook the ground. The vapor was slow but steady. We didn't fear the vapor, but what it surrounded. Ships. They came from space. They came for us. The distant drums grew louder. The ground beneath me reverberated with vigor. My nervousness grew more intense. I can't tell you why we knew this was an invasion, but there was no doubt that's what it was. The vapor eventually reached us, but lingered high in the air. We knew the craft were now hovering above us, even though they could not yet be seen. Silence continued, with the exception of those creepy, distant drums. We stood waiting for them to make a first move. Perhaps we would have taken the initiative if we could see our enemy, but we could not. There were hundreds of us standing in the open ready to take battle to the invaders when they arrived. That's what we told ourselves anyhow. We waited for the attack with patience and fear. We waited so long, in fact, that I believe some of us felt a glimmer of hope welling within our bodies. Hope that perhaps this wasn't an invasion at all. All that hope was abandoned when the vapor dissipated, filling the air with a peculiar scent of burning metal. 
Finally, we could see our enemies. Hundreds of crafts floated above us. They weren't the smooth metallic saucers that we all expected. They were black, jagged, and boulder-like. How those things flew, we had no idea. And at this point, we didn't care. All we cared about was survival. A beam of light emerged from one of the crafts. Not a thin laser beam, but more like a large spotlight. It made no sound. The only thing we could hear was the beginning of a scream from those the light was cast upon. The screams didn't have time to fully manifest and melted away, as did their bodies, leaving only the sound of the distant drums. Those who were vaporized by the spotlights were the lucky ones. They died early in the onslaught and never had to witness the horrid sight of the ground warriors as they reached us. Hideous creatures. Fat, slimy, green, pig-like. They were clad in glossy leather-like armor and were drooling with anticipation. One would expect grunts, squeals, and growls. But nothing. It was nearly silent as they raced toward us. Although they appeared primitive in appearance, their weapons were nothing of the sort. The handles of their weaponry looked like that of a battle axe, but the weapon atop was a ball of light. The creatures wielded the glowing weapons with grace. There was no force necessary to deliver a blow, but merely a touch. A touch of the glow melted my soldier companions on contact. We were armed to the tooth and let forth with everything we had. For a few seconds, the distant drums were drowned out by the deafening rattle of our machine guns. Our ineffective machine guns. The bullets bounced off the beasts. We may as well have been shooting rubber bands at them. It wasn't long before the battleground grew silent again as my fellow comrades-in-arms were mowed down with ease. I looked around at the ground before me, riddled with the remnants of men. The women weren't killed. I assumed the invaders adjusted the strength of their glowing weapons, allowing the women to only be rendered unconscious. They were then dragged off by the hair. I didn't want to imagine what would happen to them, and I wouldn't even have a chance to. I found myself as the only surviving male on the battleground. The invaders surrounded me. Did they not breathe? I could hear not a sound from their disgusting bodies. I could hear my own breath and the drums still off in the distance, their purpose a mystery. I pulled my sword from its sheath and held it in the ready position. The creatures began to look at each other with an expression I didn't recognize, but I surmised it to be amusement. One of the monsters stepped forth and accepted my challenge. 
It humored me, allowing me to swing my weapon over and over. It easily parried the blows with its weapon's handle. Occasionally, it moved with an easy striking distance, but just before my weapon would meet its flesh, it would dodge out of the way with blinding speed. After it was sufficiently entertained by my effort, it thudded me on the back of my head with its rock-like fist. I fell to the ground in a daze. I could taste blood in my mouth as I looked up into the orange eyes of the beast. I could smell what I assumed to be the sweat of the creature. The stench was subtle, but was vinegary. I laid there helpless. Although it seemed like hours, it was only seconds before the alien touched the glow of its weapon against my forehead and melted me into the ground. The last thing I heard in this life was the awful, deep bellow of those eerie, distant drums. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Here's a super fun way to support the show. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store and buy some Maniac on the Loose merchandise. Let the world know you're a listener. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs. There's a bunch of items to choose from. And you have a multitude of design choices, including all of my book covers. Go take a look. It's super cool. Go on. Do it. Right now. Go. ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store.